Welcome to another episode of Mental Conversations, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. My name's Chris Sutton, <coughs> excuse me, and I'm excited. I'm always excited, but today I'm particularly excited because I'm joined in our lead studio um, by Martha Cloud. Um, Martha is, have I got that wrong straight away? Do no, you say no, clothes? No, no clouds. Clouds, yeah. right. Right. <laughs> Welcome, Martha. Thank you. Um, so Martha has worked in health and wellbeing for the past three years. And we've met um, a few times, and I know that um, whether you like it or not, you do have a level of expertise in this kind of stuff. So I wanted to get you on the show and talk to you about it. So um, thank you for coming in. No worries, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so we talked about a few different subjects, but then the one we've settled on for this podcast is mindfulness. Mm -hmm. It's a real buzzword at the moment, lots of people talk about it, um, but... I do think that there's like there are some misconceptions out there and and there's perhaps some things that we can say that people might it might help them understand what it is and perhaps give them some ideas around how it can help them. Mm -hmm. So what's mindfulness? So mindfulness for me is is more about having a more heightened sense of awareness of your own well-being and the way that you emotionally and physically react to situations um, so mindfulness is more about taking care of yourself and having awareness of how you're feeling so I, I think that mindfulness has like different preconceptions in, in different ways actually so I think some people see it as very very not having much substance to it maybe being yoga eating kale salads mm-hmm and that doesn't give it enough credit for what it is, whereas I think other people can kind of see it as a buzzword that can encapsulate everything to do with mental health and that by, by promoting some kind of a mindful agenda, they're going to solve all kind of mental health problems. <coughs> so, okay, so, so that, it's interesting that because my... Um, so my definition's probably slightly different, which mm -hmm. is interesting. So yeah. just where what I kind of think of it. And the definition I think that a lot of people have is different again. Yeah. So if I just give you a, an idea of what I think those are. So I think of mindfulness, actually not, it's not massively different from what you said, but is about being in the moment and focusing on the task that you're yeah, doing definitely. at that time. So it's like, so you're literally being mindful of the activity. Yeah. So <clears throat> if I'm drinking my Colby's coffee, thanks Ali, mm. um, then rather than just as I will do during this podcast, I will, I'll be focusing on the conversation yeah. and at the end the coffee will have gone. Yeah. But I won't have remembered drinking yeah, exactly. it. I won't even have necessarily tasted it. Yeah, um, 100%, yeah. Consciously, subconsciously, I'll be getting the, some enjoyment out of the flavour and the heat of it and, um, and I'll certainly, um, through the amount I talk, it will, that will increase yeah. through the yeah. caffeine. But I won't have been mindfully drinking that. Yeah, definitely. I I think of it especially when I'm when I'm walking. If I'm walking to work or walking in between meetings, and that can often be a, a time when you're just you're not really there, you're not present, your mm. mind's completely somewhere else. Where, whereas then if I, because obviously I'm often in a rush, but if I'm then I'm still rushing, I'm still walking fast. But if I'm having that awareness of taking in my surroundings, mm. not getting locked up in my head, yeah. and noticing the experiences I'm having more that to me is mindfulness yeah absolutely and I think it's I think it's very low level in terms of that but I think overall has a really big impact on mental health yes exactly 
yes. and your overall well-being and how how you've experienced your day can be massively changed by the amount of mindfulness you've been able yeah. to Yeah, and I think you, one of the key things there that I really liked and the way you termed that was about being locked in your head. Yeah. I want to have a talk yeah. about that, actually. Mm. That sound, that's interesting. Just very quickly, though, before we move mm. on, the thing I wanted to say was I think a lot of people out there, and you mentioned it being a mm. buzzword, think of it as a meditation. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go and do a mindfulness exercise. Yeah. So I'm going to go and... But they, but they literally mean um, sitting still, trying to focus on their breath, and yeah. I'm not I'm not saying those things are bad. I think they're fantastic. I love meditation or breath exercises, however you want to term them. But I think quite often there is an association with yeah. what's mindfulness? Oh, that's that's meditating. It's a different yeah. word for meditating. Whereas meditation isn't mindful activity, but it isn't it isn't what mindful is yes. in its entirety. Exactly. It's one aspect such as health is could be eating, could be sport. You know, there's a lot mm. of different aspects to it in that sense. Um, just had a sip of my coffee. Yeah, but I was listening to you. Was <laughs> but also being seeing mindful. if I could be mindful at the same time um, didn't work. <laughs> so nearly choked on it. So, 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 anyway, so for the purposes of this podcast, because we mm. are going to talk about, we're going to do another one. Um, we're going to do another show mm. around self care and yeah. things. So, so kind of a wider aspect of mental health. But is it all right with you if we focus on that um, definition that we've just said of what what we've just termed yeah, mindfulness, definitely. which is yeah. about being present and being in the moment of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, your idea of being locked in your head, mm-hmm. um, so what kind of things, just to really spell it out to people, yeah. what kind of things would you be thinking when you're locked in your head, when you're doing... Yeah, I have a really bad habit of getting locked in my head. I have, I have anxiety, and that means that I often uh, almost overpile things into my head and especially yeah. if I'm feeling a bit stressed my partner always says that if I'm stressed about one thing I will then be stressed about every other aspect of my life mm. you know if the, if the ketchup runs out I'll then be I haven't got enough money to cover me for the rest of the you know I yeah. just I get very carried away with that and I find that especially if I'm rushing around in a day and I've just maybe just come from a meeting and I'm thinking about what I need to follow up from that meeting but then I'm thinking about how to prepare for the next one yeah I'm thinking about something further down the road and that's kind of piling on mm. I'm very easy then get locked in my head and there's just a whole battle going on up here about what to, what to take priority what what's my biggest stress at the moment what do I need to stress about next that is hard and that's then when I can get from A to B but that whole journey I've had no kind of self-awareness and yeah. it's just been this little anxiety battle don't want to scare you but yeah. like looking in a mirror because literally yeah. that, that is my life yeah. as well that's how I go. I'm, I have to really... I mean, I'm getting a lot better. I'm yeah. improving. But I spend so much time looking at what happens next. Yeah. And it makes me quite good in terms of a working environment at being like a risk an- yeah. analyst, if you like. Yeah. Because I see yeah. things other people don't because they're like, why did you even think that? And I'm like, yeah, well, what if that yeah. happens? And then that happens and then this will happen. And and it's just a natural, yeah, your natural anxiety. Exactly like so, yeah, like So, you know, it does have some strength, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so, and all of that while, so all of the time you're thinking about the ketchup and not having enough money for the rest of the month and that, yeah. you've walked, you know, exactly a couple hundred metres and you've missed the um, the fact that the sun's just come out over that building yeah. or you've missed the fact that there's some poppies or yeah, wild definitely. flowers that are grown or whatever it is. It's almost like walking <coughs> through an anxiety tunnel rather than experiencing the world around me. Yeah. And I think that has a huge effect. I think it means you haven't had a chance to to have a break at all you know you've been so switched on mentally thinking about all these things that you haven't had a chance to 
just breathe. And I think that's what mindfulness can be for me. It's just that moment to just breathe. Yeah. Reconnect what's happening physically around me with my mind and help me take stock of the situation. I think that one of the tricks to it, tricks the wrong word, but one of the mm-hmm. kind of um, key aspects of it is it's very hard to do something about it if you don't realise it's happening. Yes, definitely. So, so, yeah. in ter- so in terms of this and kind of um, spreading the awareness for people out there listening, um, I do think it's about if you can realise, oh, I'm doing that, yeah, oh, definitely. I'm doing that, then actually it's not easy to stop doing it yeah. because you might switch straight back into it. You know, you might then look around, realise where you are, can, you know, try yeah. and be a bit more mindful in your journey to work or wherever you're going, <clears throat> but you might just jump straight back into it. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Just you know, just jump back out of it again. Like yeah. You, and it so it is about that having that awareness because going one step further, I always think about now about that being locked in your head, as mm-hmm. you put it. Um, <clears throat> who's putting those thoughts in there? Yeah. You know, who's you're not necessarily choosing to think mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, no, definitely. You you're just they're just kind of happening. Yeah. So, so actually, you but you are you do have some level of control as to whether you engage with them or whether yeah, you try 100%. and push them aside. And I think I think a lot of it is about learning your own trigger points, learning your own behaviours, and being able to say, okay, you're you're not taking this day very well. Let's mm. take a step backwards, and how can we change this day? Yeah. And I think that can be where. I didn't really know about mindfulness until I really started working in health and well-being when I was working with students. And I think it's taken, you know, I, I'm still on the learning curve to learn about myself and my behaviours and, mm. and how I can, tra- you know, help myself unlock myself in my head when I'm getting anxious in a day yeah. and what works for me, what doesn't work for me. Um, and I think mindfulness is flexible because it's supposed to give you the opportunity to, to do whatever works for yourself. It isn't prescribed. Yeah. And I think... That it being vague is why some people kind of struggle with the I concept. I like that, though. But I yeah, like I that. like that it can I, be whatever works for yourself. I like the fact that you're, in, you know, that you're kind of you're empowered to to do what's best for you. Yeah. But I also understand the fact that some people don't like that. So I have, you know, I've written some notes here, and um, when I was off work with um, depression, mm-hmm. um, while I was waiting for, um, I was on medication, um, but. Um, they, I was on a waiting list for um, yeah. for, for some therapy sessions, um, but they sent me on a mindfulness course, and it was mm-hmm. a six week course, and it was two hours <clears throat> um, a week, and basically what you did was you did a series of mindful exercises, okay. um, and the first thing you do, have you ever done the raisin? No, right. Actually. The raisin is like um, <clears throat> page one of the mindfulness <laughs> N- NHS mindfulness techniques. Um, <clears throat> actually, I think I might have done it. It's brilliant, <laughs> and it is good actually because um, what they so what they make you do essentially is they talk you through it and they say, right, I want you to look at it, but I don't want you to see a raisin. Yeah. I want you to see just like yeah. the the ridges and the shape mm-hmm. and the color and the size and the so don't associate that you know it's a raisin. Just describe what it looks like. Then you then you kind of close your eyes and they say describe what it feels like only in your yeah, mind, yeah. and then you share it with the group kind of thing. Um, I did that with a piece of cake, which I think was, oh, more, if, more, yeah, well, was I, better. I must admit, I said to them afterwards, could we do this with a jelly top? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, but, but the thing about that is, like, the, the thing about the raisin that was really good that would work with a jelly top mm-hmm. um, is you then put it in your mouth and then you describe what, what it feels yeah. like on your tongue and then you bite it and, of course, the flavour changes yeah. completely. 
So it's a really so the raisin is quite a good one. But the the fact of the matter is, if people, I remember thinking when I was doing that, well, what on earth is that? Yeah. How's that helping my mental health? Yeah, and how that does that I'm, relate to your normal everyday life? I or? could buy a you know pack of raisins and sit yeah. and do that every day, but how's that going to help? So how, but in terms of a kind of meditation, if you like, yeah. aspect of it, it is that if you're focusing on that, you're not locked in your head focusing on that yeah, other stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So do you think, is that, is that the kind of main benefit? Of yeah, definitely. And I think, well, I think that once you then achieve that, you know that that is kind of a state of mind that you're capable of. And mm. I think that makes, makes you feel more confident that you'll get back to that state of mind and that it is achievable. And that, because I, I know, you know, when I've, had very low mental health you, you just can't see you can't remember how it was before and you can't yeah. see how it's going to get better but if you can have these pockets of mindfulness and when when you're right when you're so concentrated on something it's all gone and you, you know you, f- you feel quite free actually in your mind yeah. Yeah. I think once you know you've experienced that and you know how it felt you feel more confident that yeah. you'll have that again okay as well. I hadn't thought about it like that yeah. I like that I mean so I um quite I I do quite a lot of meditation, mm-hmm. and particularly if I do a guided meditation, um, where I'm focusing on the person's voice and you know and they're giving me instructions to breathe in for a count of three or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and um, after the ten minutes or however long, even you know even like I say even if it's ten minutes, I do feel almost a little bit drowsy. Yeah, you know, like I definitely. feel in a very pleasant way. Yeah, though. I'm like. Oh, my shoulders have dropped. I haven't yeah. been thinking about that meeting or that horrible phone call I've got to make. Or it just it takes you off alert status, doesn't it? Yeah, so it definitely brings you down. Yeah. You know, brings you. It brings that level. It kind of turns the volume down. I suppose mm-hmm. is the way I usually put it. Um, and it also, um, I think, what I was going to say was, if you take that. Um, what you said, I really like that. The fact that it can bring you down and make you realise that you are capable of it. Yeah. And particularly when you are in that state of depression or high anxiety where you kind of can't remember ever feeling yeah. anything different yeah. and you think this is just it forever. Exactly. Um, if you can get a snippet of that, then it gives you that hope of something else to work towards. Yeah, definitely. So, so there are some, you know, as well as the raisin, there's lots of other kind of techniques. And I would like to talk about some of those techniques so that people could try them so are there any specific things you do mindfully yeah so I think it's really individual so I I really encourage people to just try as many as many things as possible um so I've I've done meditation I actually don't really enjoy meditation that much my mind wanders too much and I find it really hard to to get into it Mm. and then and then I feel really bad that I haven't taken advantage of the opportunity and it can be a bit of a negative cycle in that way so I prefer kind of trying to incorporate it into my everyday life in terms of walking mm-hmm. maybe when I feel my when I realize that I'm the thoughts are just whirling away and you know not necessarily very positive thoughts kind of take a moment stop and maybe I try and notice something different on each street um, sometimes I count mm-hmm. count my footsteps for a bit and okay. then I find that actually almost kind of puts me into a meditation because after a while, you're not you're not counting. You're maybe just ha- just thinking or taking in what's around you. Um, so I think it's really dependent. But I think med- meditation, guided meditations, are really good. But they, yeah, as like I said, they don't work for everyone. So then I think it is a, trying different things what, that work for yourself. It could be a form of exercise, maybe something you could be doing what, even while you're at your desk. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there's, there's loads of like small activities you can do. There's loads of. I mean, interestingly, the thing with the meditation. If you would, disp- I've spoken to someone who's a, a Buddhist actually, who mm-hmm. and we talked about meditation on the yeah. on the show, and she, she was kind of saying to me that. Um, one of the, um, it's quite a common thing that people think I'm not very good at meditation. Yeah. Um, but I think, much like you've just said around, if you understand that there are benefits to doing something mindfully, and you know, I'm not suggesting we all sit, um, you know, levitating and, uh, yeah. and like trying <laughs> with a completely yeah. free mind sitting on a mountaintop, but um, anything you, if you see there are benefits to something, so say you see there's benefits to running, yeah. you're going for a run. And so, you know, uh, but you're rubbish at running. You just hate, you, do, you know. Yeah. The f- on day one, you know, you don't, you don't go and try and run 10 miles. Yeah, you just exactly. run, you know, you, know, you just yeah. run to the end of the road and back. And then the next day, perhaps you go around the block and, you know, you build it up and build yeah. it up. And I think meditation is the same kind of thing. And I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, I'm very, um, I'm not far into that yeah. journey yeah, at sure. all. I am still very much what they call like monkey mind, <laughs> where it is just thoughts flashing in and out all the yeah. time. But there is this aspect of being able to let them go. And, I, you know, yeah. it's so hard. Yeah, and to hard. not go, oh, I'm thinking again. Yeah, no, definitely. And then feel really discouraged. Yeah, and you think, well, what's the point in this? Now I just feel frustrated. Yeah. But I think if it's, uh, you know, if people really um, do see the benefits and can kind of try and stick at it, or alternatively, like you said, look at something different that you do find easier yeah. to do. So, like with e- with exercise, for example, um, you know, you don't have to go for a run if you don't like running. Yeah. Go for a swim or but, yeah, join a badminton I mean, yes, club. Or I, whatever, so right? I swim and find that incredibly meditative, and I'm, I'm a very slow swimmer. I'm, I'm actually an awful swimmer, but just going slowly up and down at your yeah. own pace can be very meditative. Same with running. Actually, I've st- I started running because I was doing a, a 10k for my old boss's charity and I'm an awful runner and I don't really enjoy it but however it actually came at a really good time for me because it because I just ran slowly and really concentrated on my breathing and I actually found that really meditative and mm. I was talking about it afterwards with another colleague who was doing the same 10k and she was like oh well that's that's mindful running if you know if the concentration's on the yeah, breathing course, yeah. and and an awareness of what you're experiencing and your body that's mindfulness and I'd never thought of it as mindfulness I thought I was just a bad slow runner who breathed heavily Martha we are <laughs> teaching people stuff today this is great this is great because because the, the this is the kind of pearls of wisdom if you like that I'm trying to look for on this podcast it's the whole purpose yeah. of it because you know, um, there's someone I've had on the podcast a few times called Viv, Viv Buckland who talks about neurolinguistic programming and right. um, the other thing we did was reality versus perception and she's a very, very intelligent lady and very uh, perceptive. Um, and she, her, her view of things is always kind of like, well, um, you can't, what's the thing she says? People can only take in, oh, I'm going to get it wrong, <sighs> seven bits of information, plus or minus two, I think she says. Right, okay. So over the course of like listening to this podcast, yeah. you know, people won't necessarily remember every word you, we've said. Yeah. And, and But but I'm kind of like, well, if you can take away one gem that yeah, you can exactly. then go and use, yeah. fantastic, job done. Yeah. You know, so that might be it um, about that. Oh, actually, I am, some of the stuff I'm doing is mindful. Yeah, definitely. And it, may, it has a positive benefit to me. So maybe I could do that with other yeah. things. Um, a couple of the things that, um, one of the things that I really, really liked that was a mindful exercise that came 
out of this course that I went on was uh, mindful eating. Yeah. Have you done that? Yeah, I have. That's what I did with the cake. and. So, about, so tell me about the cake. So it was the same as you were saying about the experience of examining the food first, the smell, the look, um, the texture, and letting that kind of permeate before actually eating and then about taking your time with the eating and that's so hard with cake it's very it was very (laughs) very very hard I really struggled with it but and I think that's another thing where I'm thinking about you know my busy day and how I can fit mindfulness into it every day is around you know often if you're running around you just kind of get whatever you grab shove it into your mouth yeah you don't even think about it um so I've tried really hard. I was really bad at taking lunch as well in my old job, but I've been really trying in my new job. I've got I have half an hour, and I'm always trying to make sure I go away from my desk somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I have have my book, and I have my sandwich that I've you know brought, made or or whatever, and that I take my time to eat my sandwich. Don't just wolf it down, and then I have at least ten minutes of just reading. Even if I'm my do you read at the same time as eating? So I eat first and then I read. Okay. More because I'm usually on a bench. I'm trying to trip you up then. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but, that, but really, that's the way you... Yeah. That's probably the best way to do it, well, isn't I try, it? I think I quite actively thought to separate it out. So it's... You're not... Because otherwise, I'm, you know, you're half thinking about your food, half thinking about your book, not yeah. really enjoying yeah, it either yeah. properly. So I try and, yeah, eat my sandwich, then have at least 10 minutes of reading. That's where people have the power, you see. That's where people do have the power themselves to change stuff. Um... Is, but it, it is about whether or not you can buy into that it's going to make a difference to you. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing, because you're like, you know, I can just imagine some people listening to that uh, and going, what? Yeah. Well, it's not really going to make any difference if I eat my sandwich and then eat, read my book. But but maybe that's because your mind would still be flying all over the place. If you eat a sandwich and you're thinking about that yeah. sandwich and you're thinking about the flavour. So... Just a very quick story, like I, the mindful eating thing that I did that was an exercise, they said go home and eat a meal mindfully, mm-hmm. and if possible, do it on your own. Yeah. Well, I was off work, um, signed off work, so I went home, I made myself some pasta, and I'll never uh, forget this, it was pasta with smoked sausage, fennel, tomatoes, um, and mushrooms. Sounds nice. Yeah, it was gorgeous, it was really, it was really nice. Um it was fennel seeds and I put one of everything on mm. the spoon yeah and I put it in my mouth and I I did notice the texture and things but I but to begin with and the main thing I focused on was the flavor yeah and it was really interesting yeah. to see which flavors came through more powerfully so yeah. the the sausage was the first thing that came yeah. through but then the fennel kind of really kicked yeah. in and then I was like, well, the pa- I can't even really taste the pasta. It's just yeah. like more the texture. and yeah. the- So um, it was a really interesting exercise. And it must have taken me about 25 minutes yeah. to eat that bowl of pasta, <laughs> which I swear would have taken me three minutes on a normal yeah. day. Yeah. And I did it for, you know, every mouthful and was so proud of myself at the end of it. No, yes. I've never done it since. <laughs> you know, like, then that's the kind of, no, I'm joking. I have, I have done it since in terms of, try to eat more mindfully but I think like you've just said some of the pressures of having a busy day Mm. is that we we don't we don't taste things we don't definitely you have so many experiences in your day that you just kind of won't have any recollection of or a a meaningful remembrance of and I I think that taking time to, to have even maybe managing two or three moments in the day when you've had that moment of awareness can have a really big impact on 
on how you feel when you get, then get home and will it be as much exhaustion as it would have been otherwise? I think it can have a huge benefit to how you feel. And those benefits, the, the key thing I've put down here is like relaxation. Yeah. But I do think that there's, um, it is, it's, I know this is like an expression I use all the time for people who regularly listen, but it is another tool in the toolbox. You know, yeah. it's not something Definitely. that's going to be the one thing that necessarily makes you, brings you out of depression or, you know, it's, it, it might do. It, no, it, yeah. It's a very powerful thing, but it's something that it's, you know, done in isolation. If you're still drinking three bottles of Coke and you're yeah. eating 12 miles bars and whatever, you know, there's, that's still, there are, there are other factors that can still kind of counterbalance yeah, but it can be a really good segue into self-care and yeah. getting on a journey to positive mental health. And I think so. I think essentially, you 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 have that choice. You have that option to engage with it if you want to. Um, the guy. So people who are, th- are out there thinking, "Well, I don't know. I don't know what to do." Try the thing with the raisin. You know. Try the thing with the cake. The yeah. cake is more appealing to me. The cake's more of a challenge, I feel. But to not it, eat it straight away. <laughs> and then, and then the other thing is, like you say, I, I think if you are, you know, the 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 thing that people, anyone who's heard a mental health talk will have heard people saying, because this is a very common thing that people that speakers talk about, is about like, you know, have you ever got to work and thought, well, I don't remember getting here, mm-hmm. you know, or yes, or, or when you when yeah. you, in particularly scarily really I mean when you're walking yes because quite often you cross roads and things like yeah. that um, but when you drive to work yeah. and you think oh my god I don't even remember parking the car no, like yeah, what 100%, the yeah. and it happens all the time you know pretty much yeah. on a daily basis to, for, for a, a massive proportion of our society it's yeah. like a kind of almost zombified yeah just, definitely and I mean for one thing it shows you how incredibly um, how incredible the human mind and body is that you can actually yeah. function yeah. without function to a really high level without really feeling you have the awareness of what, yeah, what the you're con- doing the consciousness to yeah. have actually focus to, to, to have to focus to get through those things um, but I think it is kind of I, I understand you know that there is evidence around this that basically it, it can really help you to relax it can help you what I was going to say is it's not just relaxation. I think it's also linked, very much linked to happiness. Yeah, definitely. Because if you're in... So, quite a depressing example, really. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep well last night mm-hmm. because I have a very difficult phone call. I've mentioned it, actually. Yeah. Um, I have a very difficult phone call I have to make at some point this morning. I'm really not looking forward to it. Yeah. And the person who's going to receive that phone call is not going to be happy with what I've got to tell them. You yeah. know, it's a work thing. Um, now... I woke up in the night and that's all I could think of. Yeah. So even when I was asleep, it's you know, still, it's interrupted. Yeah. yeah. And I was think, thinking in the night about this podcast that I was thinking, oh, mindful. I, was like, I need to try and do some mindful sleeping. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's even possible. Yeah. But I, I, as I quite regularly do, I put on a guided meditation. Yeah. And that sent me back to sleep. You mm-hmm. know, like that was how yeah. I got back to sleep. Um, but, it, you know, if you are living in the future... Mm-hmm all the time around it might be something specific like that but it might just be something else that's common for me it might just be that general anxiety yeah. of what's going to go wrong today yeah sure. which is a horrible place to live yeah. but I, you know I, I do inhabit that space quite often um trying to be aware that actually no, let's just focus on what we're doing here yeah. 
you know, knowing I was coming to talk yeah. to you, I've been yeah. looking forward to this. Yeah. So I've been able to kind of, I know I've just mentioned it twice, but yeah. I've been able to put that phone call out of my no, mind yeah, for this and yeah. focus on the conversation. So are there any other things that you'd want to get across to people um, before we wrap it up? Because it's, it, that's it, it's half an hour already. It's so well, quick. Um, I would just say with mindfulness that to, to give it a go, give it, give lots of different types of mindfulness a go and um, see if any of it works for yourself. And I'm sure that the cumulative effect and doing it more than once, you'll be surprised by how much of a difference it can make to your day and to your happiness levels and to your mental health. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. I think that is key. Try it once. And if you think, well, oh, that didn't work, try it again. You know, it is yeah, something that definitely. is kind of proven. It's demonstrated to make a positive impact on people's mental health. So um, even if you are thinking, oh, it didn't work for me, it's not that kind of thing. It's not just a switch. No, definitely not. It is a cumulative thing. So um, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Um, And thank you out there for listening. Um, Please follow me on Twitter at mentalcoms. That's M E N T A L C O N V S. And uh, yeah, another episode of Mental Conversations will be winging its way to you soon. Thanks, Martha. Thanks.